Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, a little news, a little information here. Um, I don't really understand this. And I understand Carl Lewis was the inspiration, and I understand why he did what he did. Um, you shouldn't give 100% at work. A solid 85 is plenty. But you're really not following Carl Lewis's idea because he would give 85% for most of the race while the others were just kicking ass and all the rest of it. He could keep up with them at 85%. But then at the end, he would go to 100% because he had that, you know, some fuel left in the tank when these other guys were slowing down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. But that's not what they're talking about. They just, you should always just give 85% at work and never give 100%. I understand this. No sense. Well, I understand this a little bit. Like, I think, um, sorry, I'm getting an echo. Um, I think that, like, do, 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 do. <laughs> I think that, like, you have to have a little bit for home. You have to leave a little bit for home. Like once I talked with a therapist that I would always feel drained by the time I would do any events or anything. And the therapist said, well, why don't you try to protect at least 20% of your energy for when you come home? So you don't come home exhausted all the yeah, time. Yeah, I can see that. I understand. Your significant that. other. Yeah. So why did you never get above 40% then? Oh, just because, like, my 40% is, like, your 100%. Like that's- oh, much better. I see two and a half times better. No, I, I see your thinking now. Yeah. You know. uh, are you giving 100% at work, or are you listening to your boss and giving 110%? Go ahead and pump the brakes. There's an idea called the 85% rule, which says instead of giving max effort, loosen up a little bit and give 85% instead. That keeps you more flexible and more present, helps you be more creative and keeps you from burning out. The rule actually comes from, yeah, that comes from Carl Lewis, the Olympic sprinter. That's, that is what he did, but it makes sense in his job. Mm-hmm. He generally started his races slower because he was given 85%. But again, even though he's going slower, he could keep up with everybody else anyway. Yeah, right. If you're the but, fastest no. man in the world you can run 85 percent speed and keep up with everybody and then at the end you just bury everybody but if you're the slowest right. person you can't give it 80 you better give 100 percent from the jump so it doesn't really yep. you can't just slack at your job if you're already not a good employee <laughs> you think we've gotten to that situation now in the world where everybody is seen as equal on all fronts because it's just not true i mean hopefully everybody's a decent person that'd be great but uh there are abilities the three of you have that i don't have uh, you know, and it goes all different ways. Yeah, you just, oh, I'll just do what Carl Lewis did. Well, you're not Carl Lewis, though. That's right. one problem. Yeah, okay. I, don't, 
take advice from the fastest man on earth. We don't have a lot in common. No. I think it depends on the job, too. Like, if you are, if you're mailman. Yeah, 85%. I don't need you going zero to 60 between mailboxes. <laughs> but if you're a heart surgeon, maybe give it 100% every single time. Good. You know. That'd be nice. You're absolutely right. No question about it. Why'd you have to bring up the mailman? Because all I ever get in the mail now is bills. Now I'm depressed for the rest of the day. Oh. You know, I'm the only person, and I got to switch it over, because I'm the only person that still gets mail, uh, gets their bills in the mail. No. Pays them online. I get my my car payment bill like sent. I pay it online, but I refuse. They every time I log in, they're like, "Hey, do you want to switch to paperless?" No, because this is the perfect physical reminder. Keep sending yeah. me this thing yep. that I'm going to look at and immediately throw away before I go and like go online and pay. No, that's exactly right. I have to ask you guys a question. Have you paid your car insurance lately? Yeah. yeah. You have. I mean, did I you notice? Did you notice a bit of a jump in the price? No. Really? You didn't notice that? Uh-uh. Did it go up a lot? Oh, it went up a lot. Damn. Everything's going up a lot. And that's why they do it, because most people do not notice it even went up, because they don't pay attention to that kind of thing. Hmm. And well, I've heard, too, you're supposed to change your car insurance, like, every six months regardless, because they'll continue to get a better rate, because, like, one right. car insurance company will give you a right. lower rate for switching over. So if you constantly switch, you'll save money. Yeah, no question about it. I, I just uh, and the reason that it's gone up so much is not because you or me. It's because of the other people that drive without a, a license. The people get in car accidents that have no insurance. And do they, do they get sent to jail for not having insurance? No, no, they do not. So you and I are paying for their mistakes. Why do we do that? I, right. I don't That's a great know, question. especially when. Like, I don't, should you go to jail for not having car insurance? I don't know. I mean, I guess if there's an open spot in the jail, sure. <laughs> <laughs> then you can come in. Yeah. You got spend, an open spot. Spend a day at least, I guess. But yeah, no, a lot of times that's how insurance works. Like your rates will go up because somebody else hit you. And it's not, even if it's not your fault, you're got to pay the price. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole problem. I, I just, honest to God. Car insurance now is very expensive. Well, I suppose homeowner, all of this stuff. You and I are picking up the tab for all those people who won't work and therefore have no money to pay their own bills. So you and I are paying them. Right. That's a fair shake, isn't it? Of right. course. Also, if I don't get in an accident, I want some money back at the end of the year. There yeah, should be like an insurance I, tax yeah. refund type of situation. I love it. I have got, I have not, I was trying to think of the last time I got in a car accident that I think I was maybe 21. That's how long it's been since I've been in a car accident. I don't think I've been in another one. Nobody's hit me or any of that kind of stuff. I haven't hit anybody. So with a record like that, why am I paying so much for car insurance, correct? I have no yeah. idea. And Well, car insurance, they'll find every little reason to raise <laughs> your thing. Like I remember I had Progressive and they had the, uh, the little tool that they'll send you that you can plug in and it'll tell, it'll tell you how good a driver you are and you can save some don't money. Do it. That is the biggest scam of all time. I plugged it... <laughs> I plugged it in, and at the time I was working at the House of Comedy, so a lot of late nights, and yeah. they were like, oh, well, sure. you drive late at night, so that's uh, that's a risk that is going to cost you more for your insurance. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, are you serious? Just because of the time of day you drive, they're going to uh, charge you more? It's Everything is just a scam in insurance. Okay. I'm going to give you a full full disclosure here. 
Yeah. But I can't, I can't say which insurance company was or whatever, but I drive a car right now. That's probably worth. well, I'm not talking about the, the, you know, the, the brand new and the fairway forward one. Cause that's mm-hmm. a brand new car. So that ex- insurance on that's going to be a little more expensive, but I also drive a used car. This car is eight years old. It's probably worth, I don't know, maybe 25 grand. Does that sound about right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For an eight year old car. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I just paid my auto insurance yesterday. Haven't had any tickets. Haven't had any accidents. None of it. My insurance was $2,200. Boy, oh, $2,200 for, for car insurance. And I'm assuming you're paying that. Is that for the year? I hope. <laughs> I so, hope it's for the Because if it's for the year, then I'm assuming that's a discounted rate because you're paying one lump sum rather than by the month where they would add a couple dollars to it. So you're probably. Oh, gonna, I suppose. That's, that's probably considered point. a discount for you. But why do I have to insure it for 10% of its value every year? That's. That's a pretty high rate, isn't it? It's so that way when you get into a little fender bender that would cost you a thousand bucks, now you're covered. <laughs> <laughs> so they still made twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. I had the same thing when I when I went and go uh, do the like the tabs for the car, and you have to like yeah. register your vehicle yep. every year. For the longest time, my my, my first car was a '97 Pontiac Grand, like roll down mm-hmm. windows, no CDs, cassette. Then it was an '05 Impala. So the tab fees were like. 20 to 35 bucks every time for however long right i upgrade my car i go in for the first time and they're like yep that'll be 243 dollars yeah i'm like for what why is this well it's a nicer car so it's it's all a scam like it It still has four wheels that touch the road it's not causing any more harm to the environment i am not driving a stock car out there on i-94 like let let me just drive 40 bucks sounds fine i can deal with that Buying a new car is the most expensive thing that you don't oh, yeah. realize the oh, aftermath. Yes. Yeah. It's a hard realization. I got back from deployment and I bought a Nissan Juke. It's not all that fancy. It's like, <laughs> I just like the shape of it. I thought it was like the perfect size. When I got that tab, I was like a punch in the stomach. When I found out how much insurance, punch oh, in God, the stomach. Yeah. Yeah. For a Nissan Juke, yeah. it's, it's like pretty much a go-kart all right yeah well it's one of those situations where they go oh you can afford a new car so we're just going to charge you more just because you yes. can afford it it's i bet you're right slimy. about that i don't know man we basically the we are paying for everybody else not paying that's what it really is all about they're not paying so we got to pay double oh is that fair yeah I mean, it's it's not, and I would I would say that even if people everybody did pay for their tabs, we would still mm-hmm. have the bracketed tiered system, where they go, oh Tom, you drive a Lamborghini, thousand bucks for your tab just because your car is more expensive, so we got to get our cut too. Remember, that's why Jesse Ventura ran for governor because his tabs were so expensive for his Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, by the way. That's amazing. That's amazing. That inspired him to run for governor. <laughs> I don't vote for a guy Just, like that. I should be. You're not going to vote for him? No, I said I would, would vote. I like if a guy was like that up, like upfront yeah. about it. Like, hey guys, like, my tabs are super expensive, and so I'm just trying to, you know, lower those and get government plates. You know what? I can get behind that cause. <laughs> and I do believe that everybody's plates went down to just a straightforward 100 bucks. Everybody's tabs were 100 dollars. Right. Yeah. So that's probably a lot lower than they would be, I would assume, correct? 
Yeah, I think so. That's how it should be. Just a flat fee. Yeah. Yeah. That was back in the day. I should probably reach out to Jesse, get him on the show. What do you want with me, Bernard? What the hell is going on now? What do you mean you want me to come on and talk? Forget it. I'm not coming on to talk to you because you pissed me off. I just, being around him was, that that was something else, I will tell you back in the day. Jesse and I were very good friends at one point, but uh, he's an interesting guy. There's no question about it. I thought he was a pretty, pretty good governor, didn't you? I mean, I was, we were all so young. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you guys were pretty young then, so you didn't care. Yeah. No, I thought he was a pretty solid, uh, God, I'm being nice to Jesse Ventura. What the hell's wrong with me? I was going to say, do we need to check your temperature? (laughs) I have a fever. (laughs) No, but his family, one, he's got a wonderful family. His wife and kids are great people. And Jesse's a nice guy. Jesse and I just don't agree on a whole lot. You know, he's. He finally got his medical marijuana, or his, or his, not medical marijuana, but the open wheel marijuana deal now. Because you yeah. can buy. Uh, they said what's going to be about another year before you can buy whatever you want at, at retailers. Is that correct? I think so. And well, because there aren't we on our. Well, we're looking for now our third governor of the marijuana cannabis committee or whatever. Like two lady, they fired the first lady and the second lady quit. Just recently, is she what I heard. Did? Yeah, she got offered a different job for the city of Minneapolis, and so oh. whoever's overseeing oh, like the marijuana business it's stuff. Funny. It's funny. I'll run. Remember before this passed, people were very concerned about like people like like everywhere smelling like weed and all that yeah. stuff. Oh. Yeah. And then now it's like it's so funny because it's very expensive, anyways, even to buy it at a store. Mm-hmm. So I feel like nothing has changed at all. Like maybe, maybe people like me will randomly buy an edible once a year for like, and and then put it in their like a drawer for six years. But like it just that doesn't feel like anything's changed since it's passed. I think no. the expectation was like a like a peanuts pig pen like smoke cloud constantly <laughs> hanging around the city. Right. Always right. you were gonna spell. I, I I don't smell it any more or less, I feel like. I wonder I if don't either. they all thought that or everybody thought that because of the kind of the hippie movement back in the day where they thought, oh, this is just going to, you know, we're going to go to the lake and everybody's going to be laid out on the beach just high and smoking. Like it's going to be like Woodstock type of thing because that's what they know. But, yeah, it's not, one, the tax on it. You're still going to go to your yeah. local guy, buddy down the street because I'm not paying 40% or whatever the hell the tax is. So yeah, it's everybody just calm down. The only change I I've noticed is like w- literally only one morning walking into this building, there was a guy out front. I thought he was smoking a cigarette. I walked by and I was like, that is a funny smelling cigarette. <laughs> right. And that's the only time that ever I've been like, oh, okay, that's somebody putting that to use, like yeah. putting that new thing to use. Or there's now the THC drinks and seltzers yeah. that are like right. a lot of bars. Yeah. And oh stuff, yeah, but... I forget about those. Those are good. I like those actually. Oh yeah. They be, oh, they're yeah. very relaxing because they're like three three milligrams aren't they Something yeah like that. i think it's like three five and ten milligrams are the yeah i think that's true common. yeah and i know you can buy five milligram gummies you can't buy the, that's it's going to be about another year before all that stuff is available on uh, retail it's because yeah. it said it would take about a year and a half to get the whole thing put in place but it's kind of funny because maybe we go to different places but i smell marijuana all the time you do it all the time really oh, when we're taking Jude for walks, that's when you smell it. Because we always try to go to a park or do this mm-hmm. or that. So that's where you're going to smell it anyway, I suppose. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
I mean, THC is, I do, I do remember the first time I did down in Florida, I went and, and uh, signed up for their medical marijuana program. And I don't know how it happened, but somebody wasn't paying attention. And I went and bought six bottles of five milligram tablets of THC. And when I got home, I took one and I literally looked at the cam, the television, Ricky Gervais was on TV, only he looked like a dragon. And I went, what the hell is that? Not the one you are. They were not five milligram. They were 50 milligram tablets. I got so high, I thought I could fly. I'm, I'm telling you, I had to literally crawl to bed. I couldn't even, I could not move my legs. I will never forget that. So, Jesus. I'm just picturing go, you in like that one movie scene in The Wolf of Wall Street where he's like crawling to his car. Right. Like, yeah, rolling that was it. down that the was stairs. Pretty, I'm, I'm headed to the sack, but it's going to take about a month to get there. You're just looking at it like it's Mount Everest, it's four steps. <laughs> Way oh too big. God. Yeah, I'll never forget that. But yeah, I think I think it's about a year out, or maybe it's a year from from April. Another, so it's like sixteen more months, something like that, mm-hmm. until all of the stuff is available retail. Because most of it is still not available retail. I think the the plants are available now, aren't they? If you want to buy the plants or something. Yeah, you can grow. I think up to four plants in your house. Mm-hmm. Okay. But didn't they also say you could have like five pounds of marijuana on you? Yeah. That was the limit. Yeah. It was a lot. <laughs> Which, yeah, for weed, that's a ton. Like, why would you ever, unless I'm a kingpin, I don't have five pounds of <laughs> marijuana. What? Well, I don't know. I think marijuana's done a pretty good job for people because it does calm you down. I'm a lot calmer mm. since I, I do um, about 10. Well, there are, there are uh, gummies that you can get mm-hmm. for sleep. They're yeah. 10 milligram gummies. They work like a charm. They're wonderful. You guys ever had those? Uh, I've never had them. Um, most people in my family take them. Um, they do. Yeah. And sleep really hard. And then when the baby cries, I get really annoyed because of how hard they're sleeping. <laughs> You're taking it well. You're really taking it well, Thank I you. think. I think I'm very mature. One thing that was really great is I have even discovered not only the 10 milligram uh, chewies, mm-hmm. but they're licorice flavored. Ooh. Ah! I must be the only guy on earth left that likes licorice. Like black licorice. That's yeah. disgusting. Black licorice, yeah. yeah, probably. Why don't why why don't people like black? Licorice? I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I don't know. You, it, it's a specific like you. I don't know I what don't kind know. of masochist you have to be to enjoy that. <laughs> I'm also I just think- not a licorice guy to begin with. So, like, it, it, all of that to me just turns me off. I had to, I'll, no thanks. You can have it. Yeah. I'm assuming the reason I like black licorice is because I grew up with a lot of Italians going to Catholic school mm-hmm. because they're big into the licorice in Italy, man. Yeah. And no doubt about it. So maybe I, that might be where it came. I don't know. But they used to have the good and plenties. They were like a candy coated licorice, correct? Yeah. yeah. I always like those. They still have those? Andy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they yeah, still Andy have it. Andy likes black licorice as well. So maybe there's something to it in your guys' family. Well, let me put it this way. I know that Andy likes licorice, too, because uh, we got home and there was a crate of black licorice for uh, for my birthday. And I mean, there was every, you know, the ones on TV, the what, what's they run a lot of ads about black or about licorice on TV. Mm-hmm. The company I'm talking about, mm-hmm. that's where he got them. I literally got like 10 different cartons of licorice. 
is wonderful. Some some of it's coated, some of it's not. Some of it's just like regular licorice. But I think it must be the fact that I grew up with licorice in my family. That's why I like it. Yeah, it must be like an early on thing. Like if you get it, because I just remember I, there's some things in my life I remember thinking were disgusting as a kid, and now I like. But black licorice has always hold true to me as actually poison. I have to ask AJ a question. Yeah, fire away. I just looked down on my screen. I've gotten about 9,000 responses to the word Riz. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're still getting like, whoa. Yeah, we've still yeah, been we're getting some, uh, some listeners kind of chiming in who maybe started the show late or something like that. And yeah, the, the Riz has, uh, the Riz comments have been uh, kind of blowing us up here in the email box. <laughs> blowing us up. Oh, Jesus, Brittany. Get it? Blowing us up. Oh, my gosh. I heard, we, Brittany and I heard the pause. Get yeah, I heard the pause. Get semen and blow back on the show, Tevin. Yeah. Book him again. <laughs> I'll get Amy. Amy Seaman's supposed to be on this week, isn't she? Is she really? That'll be great. For her, she's got the, the 12 Moms of Christmas finale oh, thing wonderful. coming up. She's terrific. She's great. I'll see if she wants to come on this week. That's your buddy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I met her through nice. uh, my nanny mom. And she's not related to Dan Seaman, who runs the programming department for Hubbard. Yeah, but she should act like it. She could get into places a lot quicker. I'd be so scared you of her. So? Can I get you some water, yeah. miss? Oh, God. So Do you want any more that, coffee? I love that. <laughs> that, that. I was trying to picture being afraid of Dan Seaman. I'd have to think about that. I really I, like Dan, by the way. He, he's, oh, he's amazing. You know, there have been some program guys I wasn't all that wild about, but but Dan and Amy do a pretty damn good job, don't you think? Yeah, I used to be terrified of Dan. I used to absolutely Why? shake in my boots, terrified, because he seems like a like a boss. And I used to always he I'd always see him at um, musical things. Uh, he loves oh, musicals, sure. and so do sure. I. So then my big go-to, because, like, I just don't – I'm not around offices very often. I don't really know, like, how to, like, schmooze with bosses. So every time I'd see him, I'd be like, whatever was playing, I would immediately mention that. Like, hey, did you see Diary of a Wimpy Kid musical at the, you know, children's theater? Like, I'd always have, like, a thing to say. I thought the Cheese Touch song really brought the house down. There you go. Yeah, I don't see him – so a lot, are, are a lot of people intimidated by him? I would think so. He's Dan Seaman. Yeah. He's and great. Like, and I mean, I'm not trying to say he, he like it creates a scary vibe. He's just like a boss. Really? Yeah. He and I are kind of just like shoulder to show, like, how you doing? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, makes all sense. The end. No, but yeah, Amy and Dan have been great to me. There's no question about it. It's a bitch get a get a hold of them once in a while on the phone because they got I mean Dan's in charge of the whole United States. Yeah, yeah. You guys knew that, right? Yeah, that's why it's also terrifying. Oh, really? Like, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, He's in charge of the program. I feel so bad program. every time I have to ask him or Amy a question because I'm like, I know your time is so valuable, and what I'm going to ask you is the dumbest thing that you're going to deal with today. But it's really important to me. So can I? Can you spare two minutes? Like AJ's like does that like walks in with this like, oh, bowed please, back. Please, sir. <laughs> They stop sucking up to the boss. My no, God. That's the problem is we suck at sucking up. Like I literally, I do that thing too. Like with, at my Dan's office where I'm like, I, I know I have to talk to him about something. Like I have to, he's the only one, but I'm always like, <laughs> Hey, no, this will take a half second. Oh, you're on the phone. No, I'll go kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah, I, I, 
maybe I'm just too dim to understand that I that I work for other people because I've never cared for like whenever the, the the general manager is coming in to the queue like who gives a rat's ass what do I care right which is the correct response I've like I've worked jobs where you know the employees are trash and then the second the manager general like some the owner walks in the door all of a sudden everybody's like freaking out I'm like this it's he everybody's just a normal person he doesn't like stop kissing ass like don't be scared of your boss the one thing i have going for me is i'm consistently trash like no it's true across the board like i want i want to walk in and go like have like a normal like lean on a water cooler and have like a normal conversation but like i always start sweating throw myself off a cliff vibe so it's fine. so in 1982 dick poe called me he was a general manager at the queue back then in 82 and I worked there, well, with Mesa Kincaid. She and I did a show together in the morning, right? Last mm -hmm. year, and then they fired me. Because I've never been fired before, as you know. As you know. Yeah. Uh, from every job I've ever had, including being, I think, a dishwasher. I think I got fired from that, too. Good job. But the interesting thing is the McKenna's owned KQRS at that time. Well, then they sold it to Disney, and Mark Steinmetz was a general manager. Uh, Dave Hamilton called me, said, do you have any interest in doing a morning show here? I said, I don't know. I, I was in New York at the time. Yeah. I said, we're going to have a baby, so we're going to move back to Minnesota. He goes, oh, it's perfect timing and all the rest of it. So I sit down. <laughs> First time I met Steiny. And Steiny and I always got along really well. He was very supportive, very nice guy. He sits down and he's, he starts laughing. I said, what are you laughing at? He goes, do you know how much the McKenna's hated your guts? <laughs> Why is that funny, first of all? Why are you getting such a joy out of that? But, yeah, I'm not a management kind of guy usually. But, again, I suppose the fact that I've known Jenny since she was a little kid, that changes everything, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that would make sense. But, like, do you remember when we were in Vegas and we'd have these big events and you mm -hmm. had to have a pass to come in and they would put – me out in front as an intern like hey you know make sure everyone has a pass when they come in well one time like i had only been there for about a year maybe two years but i was 21 and i this guy walked up and i want to say was it the manager at the time mark something or Steinmetz, yeah at kq it was at the one so when i was there he it was mark that same mark he was a tall handsome fella well, I told him he couldn't come in because he didn't have a pass. Well, tough titty. You got to have a pass. You got to have a pass. Too bad. And, and he was like, yeah, right. And like walked past no. me and was like very mad at me. I don't know if it was him, but he was very mad at me for the rest of the trip. Oh, I didn't know about, who he was. You might have been talking about Mark Coleman. Yeah. That That's who you're talking about. Yeah, yes. he's a prick. Yeah. So uh, moving forward. <laughs> no, he's, he was one of those things where I was like, like, I'm sorry. I don't know. I were, I'm a 21 year old intern working the door at Vegas. Like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Okay. So he was so mad at me for like, not like uh, telling him to stop. Like, Oh, sorry. No, sorry. It's a private event. Like, I'm sorry. We're in Vegas. There's a million people here. I don't know who you are. My bad. Would I ever do that? Do you think show up without a pass? If you're supposed to have a pass to get in, would I ever show up without a pass? No, no. Why? Because you offer an example. So he was way out of line not having his pass. Well, like, you just, shouldn't have let him in. I agree. But it's also mm -hmm. like, this is not, like, I, you just, the ex expectation for everyone to know who you are when you're like, I've never seen you in my life. So what I was supposed to like study your like face, like you're the Pope. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, yeah. he's so oh. mad at me. And then like, once Brooke, again, yeah. Once again, you offer an example. I'm the general manager. Here's my pass. That means you should all have a pass. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't show up without a pass. Yeah. That's that was stupid. That's his fault. Yeah. Damn it. Damn let's, it. Let's go push him down. Look at me now, Mark. I'm in a closet in Eden Prairie. <laughs> Who's winning now? Look how far I come, as a matter of fact. No, that does piss me off about some management people. Well, I'm management. I don't have to do that. You need to offer a good example to your workers, you dumbass. Mm-hmm. How do they not understand that? Especially I was mortified. Not everybody. I was like, yeah. Right, because not everybody's going to know who you are. But I've been in those situations no. where, like, I was working at Union, and I'd been there for a day. And at night, there's this back hallway that everybody that thinks they're important likes to yeah. walk in. And we were like, Tevin, you got to keep this hallway clear. So I'm kicking people out all night. And then all of a sudden, there's this older guy in the hallway on his phone. Like, hey, sir, excuse me. Like, we're just trying to keep this hallway clear. And he was like, didn't kind of like brush me off a little bit. He's like, I'm on the phone. I'm finishing up. I'm like... Absolutely, like, nope. So you need to get the f out of this hallway right now. And he puts really? he puts the phone right. down. and He goes, "I own this building." And I was just like, "You know what? Well, have a good have a good rest of your night, sir. I'm just gonna walk out and uh, hopefully don't fire me because I need a this good job. day, <laughs> yes. sir." Once again, that's bad management, though. I don't care if you own the building or not. If you have to have a pass to be in this hallway, then where's your pass? Or like lead with that. How about that? Yeah. Like just a heads up. Like I own the building. I kind of come in and <laughs> yeah. out. And then get back on your phone. Like, lead with that. Like, sorry, guy in a sweatshirt. I don't know who you are. Like, yeah. Yep. Lead with that. And look at the riz all over your sweatshirt. Let's get back to that. Yeah. Why you got riz on the cuff of your pants? (laughs) Oh, my God. She dropped her down to the cuff of the pants. Mm -hmm. But no, that's one problem I've always had with management. You offer the best example so other people can follow your lead. That's good management. You don't decide because I'm managing it. I don't have to do what the employees do. That's a horrible example. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So shut up and get the hell out of the hallway. I just live by the rule of I assume nobody knows who I am in any situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it happened to me at the bus going to the state fair. Like this guy, this lady was like, does she work here? And I was like, I do. Here are my credentials because I get what I look <laughs> like sometimes and how disheveled I can be. Like I get disheveled. it. Yeah. yeah like. I'm not expecting her to be a big podcast listener and watches the videos and knows who I am. just assume nobody knows who you are all the time, always. Yeah, I suppose. But 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 once again, I think you brought up a very good point, and I'm glad we can talk about this because a lot of management now thinks, "Well, I don't have to do that. I'm management." Yeah, you're the first person who should be doing it. Yeah, you yeah. dumbass. Agreed. Yep. Well, that was. Let's go push was... somebody down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's all fired up now. Oh, we got to take a break here, don't we? We'll be right back. A little more schmoozing going on right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life. Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. That's 952-Zero-Res. They clean your home with their electrolyzed pH-elevated water that 
doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at 129 bucks, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by 75 bucks too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 9520-RES, backward or forward, it spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero Res Carpet Care. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them, or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. You know the song Kokomo? It's supposed to be off the Florida Keys, right? Hate to break your Beach Boys bubble, but that's a fictitious place they made up for the song. Fortunately for the rest of us, the Florida Keys island chain are as real as the taxes you have to pay in Minnesota if you're a resident. Now that's a reason to move south. In addition to Florida and all of Monroe County being beautiful, the Keys from Key Largo to Key West are even more beautiful. This is Tom Bernard, part-time Florida resident myself. And if you want a second house or a new retirement home or want to become a Floridian, may I suggest you contact Matt Carlson from One Key. West Realty. Matt grew up in Litchfield. He's a super real estate agent when it comes to finding your tropical island space in the Keys. He lives there and here, and Matt knows what's best in Key West to buy for your second home in Florida. Matt teamed up with fellow Minnesotan from Sartell and Alexandria, Kristen Eklund, who's one of the top mortgage brokers in the country from Coast to Coast Mortgage. She'll get you the financing you need to buy a home in Florida or in Minnesota. Matt's part of the Lake Sotheby's International Realty Group here in Minnesota, and Kristen, his mortgage colleague, lives and works in the Keys, so they both know the Florida Keys' new and existing homes for sale and are Minnesotan through and through. Contact them by heading to OneKeyWest.com. That's OneKeyWest.com. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasts platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com this is the tom bernard morning show podcast we are back ladies and gentlemen i need you guys help with something because of the lead story in the star tribune this morning here's the headline walls ever seek one billion dollars in federal funds for blatnik bridge upgrade what the hell is i've never even heard of the blatnik bridge yeah where is it heard of it no blatnik Bridge. Yeah. Is that like, bridge. is that like the and the name or is it like, oh. you know, it's like a, it's like decrepit bridge. Like Blatnik is like a ver or an adjective I just don't it's, know about. Looks like it's a bridge going from Minnesota to Wisconsin. Over, hold on. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. 
Oh, it's in Duluth. Oh, Maybe yeah. that's why I never heard. But I would have heard. Oh, I know which bridge they're talking about. I, I've never heard it called the Blatnik Bridge, though. I, as far as I know, uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin's Department of Transportation asked for more than one billion dollars in federal funding through a bridge now costs a billion dollars to build. I mean, it's a big bridge. It is. That still seems pretty expensive. Like, <laughs> we ain't got any cheaper discounted bridges. I don't think we go the discount route on bridges. Sorry. No, probably not. Uh, they want uh, $1 billion in federal funding through the U.S. The, uh, US DOT, Department of Transportation, Bridge Investment Program to rebuild the Blatnik Bridge. Governors uh, from both uh, states, of course, announced on Monday. Transportation officials have re- uh, recommended a complete rebuild of the more than 60-year-old connector between Duluth and Superior, Wisconsin. But a billion dollars? And is that just from... Minnesota, or is that like are both states coming up with a billion, or is it a billion combined? It's federal. It's federal. Oh, federal. The okay. The federal government has come up with it. So I don't. What does it ever say anywhere why they call it the? Who is Blatnik? Does anybody know who Blatnik is? B l a t n i k. The Blatnik Bridge is a critical connection point for transportation and commerce between Minnesota and Wisconsin, and it needs an upgrade. Minnesota Governor Tim Wall said in a news release, "I got to get up to Duluth again. I haven't been to Duluth in a while." I love that town. It's a great town. Yeah, you guys like it up there? Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, oh, I love Duluth. I do too, and Superior, another great place. Yeah. But uh, more than 33,000 vehicles use the Blatnik Bridge every day, 33,000 a day. I don't know if I drive over it right now, if you're going to replace the entire bridge. I don't know if I want to be on that bridge. Yeah. yeah. And I wonder what type of bridge, because you're going to tear it down and build a new one. I wonder how... Like for a billion dollars, it better be pretty elaborate in like Golden Gate type bridge iconic level because a billion seems very high for a bridge. God, per year, 265,000 trucks carrying $2.6 billion in domestic goods on $1.07 billion in international goods. They use the route that carries traffic from state to state. That's a lot of commerce, man. That's. I suppose, but a billion dollars to build. I had no idea they could. I see. I would have figured that had been a couple hundred million. Yeah. I think mm. a billion does seem like a lot now that we're really pushing out. Like, fine, let's get a, let's get a, let's, let's shop around a little. And then because you asked, it's the, it's after John A. Blatnick, who was from Chisholm, Minnesota. He was a Minnesota congressman for four years. And then they got the bridge named after him in 71. So. Uh, Tevin and Brittany, will you tie the word Chisholm into the uh, the earlier story we were talking about? I will never. I do think it's wild. <laughs> I will never. <laughs> that he was a congressman for four years and got a bridge named after him because he helped get the vote through. Like, Oh. I think that, that is. Am I wild? I mean, I need to know more information. No, I mean, I think I feel- if it was built while he's in Congress and he was the guy that was on the committee. Sorry that, could, sorry, that was just the Minnesota State Senate. He introduced a bill to make Leif Erikson Day in 1963. Oh, God. So oh, nat- wow. nationwide, nationwide observance for Leif Erikson Day. Credit that to John Blatnick. And it gets you a billion-dollar bridge. <laughs> Is Blatnick still alive? No, 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 no. He died in 74. Oh, 74 oh, he died. Okay, oh, wait, so there what? you go. He died in 74? No, no, sorry. He died in 91. He was in office until 74. Oh. I was like, um, he died like a 
four years after the bridge was named after. <laughs> he, he, he was in the True. U.S. House of Representatives until 74, but then he died in uh, 91, born in 11, 1911. I mean, it's just like, like, I've done a lot, but like, mine isn't bridge specific, but like. We're going to get that train station. Yeah, name. we can name oh, the, the light rail station after Brittany. The artisan oh. light rail station. Just, oh my god. Nothing happens here. It's the perfect it's the perfect no. name. Who does Brittany no, have to riz? <laughs> oh She's gonna riz all over that train station. Uh, it's never gonna end. No. <laughs> well, and you got the word Chisholm you can throw in there now yeah. because he was from Chisholm. Yeah, there's so a lot of stuff going. There's Very a lot second. of there's a lot of slang terms that don't really make a lot of sense. Like Tom, I bet back in your day growing up. There were words that you look back and you're like, really, I used to say that because I thought it was cool? No, oh, yeah. There's the, the particular one, and I don't remember who the hell it was, some older person, spuzz. That's what they called it. Spuzz? We called yeah. what spuzz? Gymnasium. <laughs> like, wait, wait. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. That You called like, it spuzz? Like semen spuzz, yeah. called spuzz. I think it was a North Side thing. Was it interesting? Hey, yeah, it's a really nice looking outfit you got. Look at look at you got spuzz all over it. I, hey. that was, yeah, that was I was expecting you to go with like groovy or far out, like those type yeah. of words. All right, hand to God, I did say things like groovy when I was in my early teens. I did. Yeah, that's true. That's groovy, man. How about in the record business? I bet you there were some things you said that were mortifying. Yeah, like sit down and shut the F up, things like that. No, yeah. like, I'm sure you had to be like, this band is really groovy. You know what I mean? Like, you have to walk into a place. Oh, no, 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 no. Right. Really? This next you know track is so nectar, everybody. Sit back and listen. Well, because, like, back when I was growing up, everything was the tits. Like, that was the cool right. thing. Oh, like, yeah. if something was cool, yep. oh, that's the tits, man. Like, okay, we're all a bunch yep. of idiots. Never even seen tits, but we're going to call the song <laughs> that just came out on the radio with the well, tits. Like, okay. Well, it's all your own. <laughs> well, that's, like, this classic video of this, like, Boston guy just at a bar, and the, he gets asked for, like, the local TV. Like, so who's going to win, the Celtics or whoever? And it's like, the Celtics, because, of course, who who else? The Celtics are the balls. And it's like, I, I, I was so confused by that. But now <laughs> you... Now you saying like yeah that's the tits man like yeah like the balls probably yeah. just used to be the same thing like yeah. it doesn't make any sense but yeah it's cool they're the best. Thank you're absolutely right. No oh my god look at this Vikings Walter Payton man of the I still can't believe that Walter Payton died so young. God I love you guys old enough to remember Walter Payton. Yeah I did a uh, actually a god. wax museum type uh, report. On him in when I was in like third grade. That's hilarious. You really that you got him. Yeah. You want to know who I did for mine? Who? Sam Adams. <laughs> Samuel Adams. Yeah. So I had to get like a wig and like, you know, at the end I was like, yeah. And then now there's a beer after me. <laughs> and my teacher is not a fan of that. Yeah, I would imagine that's probably true. Not a fan. Yeah, I could see not a fan. No question about it. But yeah, Walter Payton's. Uh, Vikings Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee. Oh, it's just a nominee. He, he's not Man of the Year yet. He's their nominee. Oh. You know, who do you think it is? Mm. Um, CJ Ham is my guess. Yeah, that's actually a really good guess. Or who else has? He used to always be Kyle Rudolph when he mm. was on the team. But yeah, I would say CJ Ham probably. You know, let's see. Well, now the Star Tribune put this thing up, covered up the story. I hate it when you do that. Mm. Oh God, I hate so much when when you do that kind. Of, so now I'm gonna, I can't tell you who it is because I have to log in, which is going to take a, a minute. Unless it just pops up, 
Oh, it did just pop up, so I think I can get it done. Okay, I'm logging in, Star Tribune. You happy? I pay the bill all the time. Oh, Harrison Phillips, that's yep. who it was. Yeah, our defensive tackle. Yep. Okay. Got a great smile, actually. He's looking at you like, I'm friendly, even though I could crush you. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's how a lot of those guys are, where you're, they're the meanest person possible on the field and off the field. They're just a big teddy bear. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, well, that's nice to hear. I remember there was, when I was at NDSU, there was a linebacker that I was absolutely terrified of. Like, he, cowboy caller, would concuss anybody that got in his way, and off the field, he, like, listened to whatever soft music and was very quiet. A little smooth jazz? Yeah. Absolutely. Now you're talking. The award honors a player's commitment to philanthropy and community impact as well as his excellence on the field. So, yeah, it sounds like exactly what you're talking about. He's mm-hmm. just a really decent guy on and off the field. Yeah, absolutely. Which is great to hear. So he's in, he hasn't been named it yet. He's their choice. He's their nominee from the Minnesota Vikings to win that, that award. But every time I see his name, I miss Walter Payton. You guys, I suppose, we're, we're not Sweetness. old enough to have ever met Walter, Walter Payton, huh? Oh, yeah, he was gone long before. Sweetness was his nickname, right? Sweetness, yep. yep. And he was one of the sweetest, nicest men you'd ever want to know. God, he was just a really nice person. And it kind of shocked me. Somebody as good as you would think of me one arrogant dink, but he wasn't arrogant at all. I mean, not at all. Because his brother, I think, played for the Vikings. What was his What was his brother's name again? No idea. Walter Payton. Was it, uh, it was his brother or his cousin or somebody like that, but that's who introduced me to him. And Walter, God, he's been gone a long time now, hasn't he? How yeah. long ago did he die? Eddie Payton was his brother. Eddie Payton, there you go. Absolutely, Eddie Payton. He played for the Vikings. Did, does it say that? Uh, yeah, he was a running back and kick returner, played five seasons, yeah. Cleveland Browns, Detroit Lions, Chiefs, and the Vikings. And then and Walter, the Walter Payton died in 99. He's been dead for 24 years already? That's what it says. Oh, my it's God. See, I swear to God I would have guessed about seven, eight years ago. Because I think when you hold somebody dearly like that, when you really admire everything they've ever done, and they're a good person, they're not an arrogant dink. Mm-hmm. You don't want them to want them to have been dead for twenty four years. You want that ah, seven eight years is enough. I don't want to admit that it's been almost a quarter of a century already. Yeah, but that's amazing. And he well, he must not have been very old if he died twenty four years ago. Jeez, he he could was he fifty? Yeah, maybe it said he was like late forties. Late forties, yeah, that would make sense. That would make total sense. But Walter, thank you very much. I got a chance to meet you and it was a it was a thrill. Somebody that talented and then for him to be as nice as he was. That's a huge deal. Is that a huge deal to you guys too? Because it is to me. Oh, when people are nice and especially when yeah. they're very talented, it means so much. Yeah. See, I agree with that. And I, you think most people understand that if you go out there and be nice to people, that's that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Because you can run into some players that are a little bit into themselves, I'll tell you that. Especially because, yes. like, their profession makes them, like, you could be aggressive. We could rationalize yeah. that. Yeah. We could say, yep. that makes sense. You're an aggressive profession, and you have to look at his people as the enemy. But when you were able to kind of compartmentalize that and be really present and awesome, that's amazing. Yeah. Yep, I agree with you. And that's how people should be. The bigger you are, the smaller you should make yourself. Yeah. Don't you think in public? Yeah. Absolutely. I think one of the most impressive things I saw, there was um, 
years ago, there was a group of wild players that came to a to Union when I was working there, and one of my friends is a huge wild fan, and so he sees it was like Suter or Parisi, I can't even remember who it was. Dumba was there, uh, but anyway, he's like freaking out, and these guys are over in VIP buying you know two thousand dollar bottles of champagne. And one of them goes to the bathroom, so my friend kind of like flags him down and is like, hey, huge fan, whatever. And so he stands at the bar, talk to him for five minutes when he, you know, doesn't have to. Ends up buying and taking shots of like Jameson or some random oh, thing with nice. him. And it was like athletes and celebrities that take the time out of their day to kind of create that one moment that, you know, now my friend is going to remember for the rest of his life that they'll forget the second after they leave. It's nice to see that when, like you're saying, Brittany, they can be complete a-holes and people kind of rationalize it yeah and didn't that kind of upset you the first time you met that very famous person you were excited to meet and they were a jackass oh yeah it's the worst i hate that and that's sad that that why why would you want to do i'm a huge fan of yours why are you being a dink Mm -hmm. and and the nice ones you remember forever like i was at i used to go to vikings football camps and i remember dante culpepper was there one year and we talked, and then the next year, I was back, and he was like, oh, hey, Tevin, like, I remember you from last year. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever because, <laughs> yeah. you know, super famous Dante Culpepper remembered my name. And then you get the other side of things where I remember Jim Saucer was the biggest a-hole to That's a bunch of little kids that I've ever met. So it's, yeah, you you love the guys that are, that are nice when they don't have to be. Okay, I'm going to whisper this so no one can hear what we're saying. Okay. Okay. Was Klein Saucer a moron? I don't remember. I I don't remember if he was intelligent (laughs) or not. But you must be pretty dumb if you're mean to kids. Like, yeah, yeah. especially when like the rest of his like Michael Bennett was playing two hand touch football with us. Uh, I remember like Nate Burleson. Yeah, uh, there was a kid that his cleats broke, and I think his family really didn't have a lot of money, and so Nate like went to the to Love Foot Locker it. and bought him some cleats so that wow. way he could continue to practice. So yeah, there's a lot of nice athletes, and unfortunately, there's not a lot of them get the attention that because the a holes just make so much more headlines. I suppose that is true. I had heard that Nate Burleson was a really nice guy. I, see, I love that stuff. You succeeded, and instead of being arrogant about it, it humbles you. That mm-hmm. that shows great character. Absolutely, it it really does. I made it big, and now I'm going to be humble. Because, I mean, it's just a wonderful story. That, that's a really, really great story. More words added to the dictionary. Am I going to care about this? I don't know. I think so. I mean, more words like jism or what was it earlier word yep, again? It was jism. Yeah. <laughs> jism. Riz. Riz. Yeah, we got, they add the slang words in all the time. Yeah. So they do put the slang words in there all the time. Yeah. 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 Um, in, in this article, you have to go about, so the first one is about Riz, but if you go down to what do the shortlisted um, words mean, that'll be where um, the okay. new list. Oh, yeah, there you go. I just found a beige flag. Does anybody know what a beige flag is? Yes. Yep. I do, and I frankly hate it. I hate that this is like a, like a, a term. Beige flag, a character trait that indicates that a partner or potential partner is boring or lacks originality. Well, if they're a potential partner and they're boring, why are they a potential partner? Oh, because, okay, there's red flags and there's green flags. And then they added beige flags. Yeah. It's like, it's just a boring attribute. Right. Like, yeah. I have a lot of beige flags where right. I go, yeah. Where it's like it. not a deal breaker, but it's something like, yeah, I wish that that didn't, wasn't there. To me, that just sounds it, like it, a personality trait. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, there's like, it's just, it's about them. It's just something they do. 
Mm-hmm. I could never see call Catherine a beige flag because she's definitely not like that at all. Boring or lacks originality. Yeah, Catherine's not boring. I will tell you 100%. If there's one thing that Catherine is not, it's boring. Yeah. She's always got some stuff. I mean, I walk in the house, it's like, oh, my God, what's going on now? Situationship. You know what that means? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jada Pinkett Smith made this one famous. Oh, is that right? Yep. Situationship, it- a romantic or sexual relationship that is not considered to be formal or established. It's a made-up word. It's not even a word, so shut up. Right? Yeah. Right. It's not considered to be formal or established. Isn't she she made it isn't she married to him or are they not married anymore? Well, this was about her son's friend August. Oh, that they yeah. had a situation ship. Who did? Jada, Jada and her friend she or was her son's friend. her son's buddy? Yeah. yeah. Who is a famous musician. So it wasn't like his not that it makes it any better, but I was it, say, don't try to rap, no, but it wasn't, it wasn't like, Oh yeah, I went to the, his high school and met, you know, Chris, it, this is like a very famous, uh, I picked them both up from the soccer practice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a juice box for you and for you and for you, my bet. Here you go. That's terrible. Yeah. Not great. Parasocial designating a relationship characterized by the one-sided unreciprocated sense of intimacy felt by a viewer, fan or follower for a well-known or prominent figure. Well, how would you even know that you get so if somebody walks up to you and starts talking to you, oh God, let me I have to find out if uh your kind of intimacy fits my ideal. I mean, what does so, this even mean? So this one is like if you're let's say you listen to this podcast and you know Tom very well, but you don't Tom doesn't know you very well, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So that's parasocial. Yeah. It's not a bad one. I no. I have parasocial <laughs> relationships with people like I listen to. Like oh, I really? I feel like I, not to like take a shot or anything here, but I feel like would you do, would you think you and Taylor Swift would be friends? You know, obviously, exactly. Know, yeah, but on the would. other side of that, she doesn't know you exist, so that I think that's like the parasocial. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I it love hurts that my feelings a little bit, but also it <laughs> does make a by. lot of sense. <laughs> you know, actually, she does know who you are because she keeps calling me, and I go, "Look, Taylor, just leave me alone. <laughs> just call Brittany. She's a Swifty, so you know." Give her guess, a call. Leave guess, me alone. Guess what other word is in this? Liar. Swifty. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Swifty, an enthusiastic fan of the singer Taylor Swift. Honest question here, just based off grammar alone. Why does it not end in a Y? Oh, good question. I understand I if you're using multiple Swifties, it would change to an IES. Mm-hmm. But if, you, if you're if you saying, I am a Swiftie, why is it not Swift with a Y? Because I know the answer to this. You do? Okay, why? And I, because if you're besties with somebody, like if that's your bestie, oh, you spell it IE. Okay. So, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. That's what okay. I would. That's that makes sense. Would. I'll take that. Bestie, Swiftie. So why do you spell a bestie with an IE? I don't have an answer for that one, yeah. unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's keep diving no. down the rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> How about prompt an instruction given to an artificial intelligence program, algorithm, etc., which determines or influences the content it generates? That wasn't That's in it. the dictionary before? <laughs> that was, it absolutely was. There's yeah. no question about it. Yeah. And de-influencing, the practice of discouraging people from buying particular products or of encouraging people to reduce their consumption of material goods uh, via social media. I love Why don't you that. just stay out of my business and get the hell away from me? I like a de-influencer a you lot. Do? Yeah, because they'll show you like everyone. You know how, let's say I'm like, I'm on the air going, these headphones are the best headphones. Oh, my God, I hear everything. And then someone's like, mm-hmm. well, I bought them to try them out. 
oh, they're terrible. Don't buy them. Like I mm. like when people are honest about products. Gonna, that that just sounds like you're being honest. You're an honest reviewer. Not but you're like... taking the shot for everyone. I, I don't want to buy yeah. everything everyone says is amazing. And I trust you more. You're not getting paid for it. You're, you're right. Because I have watched some reviewers where it's like everything that they unbox, everything that they're talking about. It's like, this is a must buy item. Mm -hmm. You have to get this. Oh, You're yeah. gonna use it every day. It's nice when you have somebody that like, you get that sense of, okay, they actually really do think this is a good thing. Or on the other side, they're being honest about like, hey, maybe this works, but it's not worth the money. Like, yeah. you know, this much cheaper option does the same exact thing. So that's that's what's going on right now. They're yeah, influencing you. I need some de-influencing some, sometimes just to like, bring me back not everything is amazing all the time always well i can understand that we do need to take a break we'll be right back in a couple of minutes more news right after this this is the tom bernard show listen live on the tom bernard show app or at TomBernardShow.com. Guys, if you want to reignite your intimacy once and for all, listen. Just give Twin Cities Premier Health a call for a discreet and confidential in-office evaluation by their highly trained staff of medical professionals. Acoustic wave therapy sessions are 25 to 30-minute treatments with no pain, no downtime afterward. And right now, Twin Cities Premier Health is offering a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. Receive this $800 value when you use code word TOM at TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. You may know that age-related erectile dysfunction is most commonly caused by a buildup of plaque in the arteries that supply blood to the erectile tissue. Acoustic wave therapy can rescue your relationship and has been clinically proven to break up plaque. Definitely take advantage of this limited-time special offer. Receive a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. This is a savings of $800 when you use code word TOM at TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. Be sure to use promo code TOM so we get credit for sending you. I wouldn't recommend a service like this unless I knew they could help you. TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so we made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, five. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. Before you head back to one of the big box stores for your hunting and shooting needs this season, do yourself a favor and visit my choice, K&L Surplus and Ammo in Lino Lakes. Not only does K&L have one of the widest selections of firearms and ammo in the Twin Cities, they also do business the right way. They want to make sure that you have the right firearm and the right ammo for your needs. Jim, the owner, has over 25 years of experience in the business and will help you find what you need at a fair price. Speaking of prices, a lot of stores are using inflation and supply shortages as an excuse to raise prices on ammunition. Not K&L. Jim's doing everything to hold the line on pricing so you can spend more time on the range. Find out for yourself why K&L Surplus and Ammo has been the choice of gun owners for over 25 years. Go in and chat with Jim in person at the store 
on Lake Drive and Lina Lakes or online at klgunstore.com. klgunstore.com. The Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw and Bryant, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. If you'd like to find out more about growing your business with The Tom Bernard Show, go to TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner.